0: This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotato.com. Accessing data files,
1: initiating program. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Downloading Sean.
2: My name is Sean Ray. And I don't know why people hate Nickelback.
1: Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Downloading John.
3: The the one benefit to uh,
1: getting fat is that I don't have to iron my clothes as much. If you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars.
3: I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil
1: plan. Downloading Rick.
4: Did you know that elephants are made entirely out of Rocky Road ice cream?
1: Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. He's looking at you, kid. Accessing guest files.
4: N C C one seven zero one. No bloody a. Joni loves Shachi is the epitome. You beat me to it, you bastard. B. Uh,
2: I wasn't listening. Sorry. Oh, good boy. C. I've never felt more like a northerner than I do right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or D. If you're wondering how this is going to play out, just watch A Bug's Life. It's basically the same plot. <laughs> get to the coast, and get together, have a few laughs.
2: Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. My name is Sean Ray and I am a grandfather. <laughs> hey. the grandfather i guess yeah i've met i've mentioned here on the show a few times that my son and his wife were expecting and last tuesday on june 12th at 5 32 p.m central standard time Roger, we <laughs> welcomed uh young jacob into the world he weighed in at uh six pounds seven ounces so there you go there's that and i'm now known as pawpaw uh all right uh joining me tonight on the show first and foremost just back from his meeting with the recruiting office for the space force is uh john irons how are you john i'm fine they said they get back to me and our friend from the simply syndicated network rick
4: I wish I had something pithy to say right now, but hi.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sure we could come up with a few things, but <laughs> we'll stick to entertainment stuff to our our escapism for the night. <laughs> and uh, and from the blog known as To Casually Go Go uh, Virginia. How are you? Hello, Virginia. I've got I'm to tell you.
1: Fine.
2: I'm i got to tell you that I'm I'm glad I'm pretty decent at Facebook because with having Virginia Hay on the bonus episode I released a couple of weeks ago. And talking about her so mm-hmm. much over the course of the convention that I went to. Facebook has tried to tag you in about 100 different posts. <laughs> 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 and I have not slipped up one time and, <laughs> and allowed it. So you're welcome.
5: <laughs> Thank
2: you. Um, that's, that's the other thing. That's the thing I've been up to uh, a couple weeks ago. I went to Magic City Con which here in Birmingham. I had a blast this year because they really let me do a lot more stuff than they let me do before. I did, like, five panels. I have I got to have a screening of the Star Wars Holiday Special with Joe Crow. Oh, my. Where we just, we, we showed the movie on a big, like, a movie screen. And we sat on the stage in front of the screen and just cracked jokes and talked about the movie for an hour and a half. So, that was awesome. And... Oh um I did not record it because our microphones were not working. We just had to talk really loud <laughs> and uh, that's
4: okay. Uh, Lucasfilm isn't known for their sense of humor right. when it comes to their
2: stuff, so that's <laughs> true. Well, Lucasfilm likes to pretend like that doesn't exist, so <laughs> until it becomes a copyright issue, yeah. and then I'm
4: sure they'll be happy to claim it
2: <laughs> um. I hosted two games. I did Jeopardy. This is the third year that I did Jeopardy, and I also did um, actually Jeopardy. If you want to see it, is on is on our Facebook page as a video, and it's on the YouTube channel. So you I keep can, forgetting that's there. Yeah, you can go there and, and watch it because I streamed it live as it was happening, and then I just I published the video to YouTube later, and uh, and eventually I rec- I also recorded the audio, and I'll release that as an episode uh, one of these days, but. I least um actually last week. Did you guys listen to it? Were my questions hard enough? I haven't done the un-
4: um actually yet. I okay. listened to the the discovery panel.
3: But, uh, I listened to I'm um, actually and discovery, but I haven't watched the Jeopardy one. Okay. That, yes,
5: um, but I've listened to I'm um, actually and discovery as well.
2: Did you like the addition of the jelly beans? <laughs> <laughs> this is- I did. I like that. I did. I, I thought
5: that was good too. Yeah, that was I'm a- glad I wasn't it wasn't personally there though, because those sounded gross.
2: Uh, they were. Because I messed up one of the questions. <laughs> I don't know why. And w- one of the questions, which uh, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, there's a little bit of a spoiler. One of the questions was about They Live. And it was an Um Actually question. So the thing that was supposed to be wrong in the question was the fact that uh, was who it was directed by. But. I accidentally referred to them as zombies instead of aliens. So there were actually two things wrong. And, uh, and since I, I I got that part wrong, writing the question, I said, well, I'll eat a jelly bean. And the one I picked was either a strawberry banana smoothie or a dead fish. (laughs) And it was a a dead fish. And it was, yeah, it was disgusting. (laughs) But but it was a lot of fun. I definitely need to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was gross. Because, I mean, it tasted just like I'd put a piece of fish in my mouth and it was, you could smell it and everything. (laughs) It was gross. (laughs) One of the things that I got to do that I had never done before was I hosted one of the celebrity Q&A sessions. So... Like a month before the con, I sent out messages to all of the celebrities that were going to be there and asked if I could get an interview with them before before time for the convention to kind of, you know, promote that they were going to be here and stuff like that. And a few of them wrote back, but only one of them wrote back and gave me a concrete day and time, you know, and that was Virginia Hay. And she played, uh, if, if you don't know who she is, she played Zan in Farscape and she was also in Mad Max 2. She was in The Living Daylights So, I got to interview her. I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to talk to her because she was in the UK. Um, And you can hear that interview on the website, and it's available on the feed. But uh, Jamie, my friend that organizes the convention, she called me and she said, Do you want to run Virginia Hayes' panel? And I was like, "Uh, Yeah, I do, and I don't at the same time. (laughs) I was really nervous because I had it it, in my head. I had visions of like Hall H at at San Diego Comic-Con or something, but... There was really there was about thirty people in there and she talked I went and introduced myself the day before her panel and uh and, and told her, you know, I'm gonna be hosting your panel tomorrow and she's great and she said, Oh, that's great. She said, Do me a favor, don't let me talk too much and I said, It's a Q and A panel, you're supposed to <laughs> And she said, Yes, but I've I've done these panels before and one person will ask a question, and I'll answer that question for an hour. So, <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I'll uh, I'll try to to steer you to uh, other questions. But that was that was a lot of fun, and I recorded that, and I will eventually release that too. I think I'm going to save some of these for when Discovery comes back on the air. <laughs> so we've got uh, some episodes to to fill the gaps. Oh, but um, it's good thinking. Yeah. But tonight we're going to talk about some fun stuff and we're going to talk about some not so fun stuff because this is 2018 and there's a lot of not so fun stuff in the news.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, Lately, I just want to crawl in a hole and not come out for a few
4: years. Yeah. yeah.
3: I think the idea that the world is going to be better in a few years is probably not the.
4: I don't know yeah. if the
2: odds are in your favor.
4: Yeah, but at least I'll have three years of sleep underneath my belt.
2: Well, you know, the the, the Mayans claimed that the world ended in 2012, and I think they might have been right. Because <laughs> it's just been downhill since then. But um, Chris Hardwick has some stuff said about, said about him in the last week or so. And I want to get this right because there's actually a timeline all this it started about a week ago and you guys please if i get something wrong interject i don't want to say the wrong thing um chloe dixtra is that how you pronounce her name i think that's right okay um she was she's an actress and she's a she's really well known in the cosplay community and she made a blog post in support of the me too movement and in that post she told about a former boyfriend of hers that was 20 years older than her that she had met at uh San Diego comic-con and he had emotionally and sexually abused her during their three years together. She, she said that, um, she said he wouldn't allow her to have any male friends. Uh, he would not allow her to go out at night without him. He turned into a monster when the cameras were off and he demanded sex when, whether she wanted it, whether she wanted it or not. And, Judging by the description of the person that she was talking about, it didn't take a long time for people to determine that she was talking about Chris Hardwick. <laughs> well, she said, a moderately successful
4: podcaster who has become a CEO.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, did somebody just break something? <laughs> No,
5: that's a dog shaking. Sorry, I tried <laughs> to mute it. it was, um,
2: the dog was was shaking. Yeah. Well, I'm getting that computer sound again, so it was it was kind of a computery dog shaking. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was okay. Um, Chris is a big deal in the geek community because uh, for years he was the host of the Nerdist podcast, which up until he left last year, um, two years ago, two years ago, and 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 turned his podcast into something else uh that was one of the regular shows that i listened to uh he was he's also the host of talking dead which is an after show that comes on after the walking dead and fear the walking dead and he's the host of the The wall on nbc he does a ton of things at comic-con every year for amc and bbc america it's basically like if kevin smith had a clean-cut little brother he'd be (laughs) he'd be chris hardwick you know but um this is tricky and I'm glad Virginia is here because we talked about Harvey Weinstein a couple weeks ago, and she had to kind of privately smack us on the hand a little bit because we talked about it like uh, like some dudes that needed a female perspective. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is one of those things where I'm taking the fact that I, list, I like Chris Hardwick out of the equation because it doesn't matter if I like him because I learned that lesson with Bill Cosby. I want to take her claims seriously. If he did this to her, then I want him to be held accountable for his actions. And as a legal matter, this is probably—I mean, I hate to say this—is probably as far as it's going to go because there's just there's not any proof of what she's saying. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, well, that-
5: not just that, but if even if there was proof, it, they these types of situations never go anywhere, anyways. That like the likelihood of anyone getting arrested, convicted, and sentenced is like one or two percent of reported cases so like nothing nothing's going to happen to him he'll be fine he'll probably like you know get a slap on the hand from the from the industry for a little while and then and then he'll be back and that's just the way i'm sorry i'm kind of down on this because it's just it just seems to repeat every time and it's always just the same
2: no you it's true because it's it's a it's kind of a he said she said kind of thing but we we have gotten to this point in the last year or so where Hollywood's not putting up with it you know just, they they will distance themselves in a heartbeat because as soon as this came out Nerdist was like by Felicia <laughs> you know and uh and now he's uh his 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 show talking he has a show called talking which is basically talking dead but he talks about other stuff uh on AMC they use the same set and everything but that show was supposed to start today, I think, and he they they didn't cancel it. They just put kind of put it on hold, and um, there's still a question in the air of whether or not he'll be hosting Talking Dead when 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 The Walking Dead comes back. They canceled his appearances at Comic Con, stuff like that. So
4: sorry, I'm being I'm being really quiet. I've been trying to find out if because uh, Will Wheaton, who was. Who considers Hardwick his best friend? Yeah, um, uh, they were like roommates in college and stuff. Um, he ba- he basically said uh, the the day after it. He he said um, before I make a statement, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me right now. Uh, you know, before I'm um, all right. Let me get it. I, let me get the actual quote here so that I'm not paraphrasing because um, it's it's not hard to find. Um, Wheaton said, I'm shocked, and I'm sure you'll understand that before I'm ready to make a public statement about my best friend to three million plus people, I need some time to process what's going on and put words to my thoughts. Thanks for listening and understanding. Uh, and I was looking to see if he'd said anything since then, because uh, that was uh, six days ago. Yeah. And he hasn't. He hasn't. Um I, I've I've said this on 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 the the starbase uh, not too long ago. So if you all listen to that show, I, forgive me for repeating myself, but I'm still me. <laughs> so, um, you know, this one is one of those ones where. Uh, and Virginia, thank you for calling me out on 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 past statements along these those lines uh, along these lines. So I'm trying to be a little more uh, or a little less equivocating i'm not sure anyway Mm -hmm. uh you know it's difficult when you've only got one side of the issue uh you know certainly uh you know absolutely believe that uh ms dykstra has been through something um you know something like this doesn't generally just come out of the blue uh not not as not as as uh as serious as this is um and I don't know Chris Hardwork from from Adam. I could bump into him on the street and have no idea who he is. I think I've watched maybe or listened to maybe two episodes of The Nerdist because they were interviewing someone I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any of his shows. I don't watch game shows. So, like, I have no 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 dog in this race. Um, but what is very telling to me is, you know, he created The Nerdist – whether he's affiliated with it or not, and they went back and scrubbed any mention of him from any of their social media or documents or anything. It's like he never existed. And that's more than just PR damage control. I think that this was not something that took anyone by surprise. I Even agree.
5: Though, I agree. And the thing with Will Wheaton is, I mean, I absolutely like something cat like cat this, down. you know, you do you do need time to process it like he You know, didn't realize this was going to come up and all this stuff. But part of me is also like if this dude was his best friend, he would have met this woman he dated for like three years or whatever. Mm -hmm. He probably would have seen the way that he treated her. Like he didn't ever like have a man to man kind of conversation saying, dude, what's up with this? this is kind of messed up. Or is he just saying, you know, maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. That's just. I well,
4: know. I think if Wheaton thought this was bullshit, he'd have said something right away. Cuz he's not one to mince words.
2: Yeah, and the fact That's true. And the fact that he's not saying anything now, he's he probably just wants to distance himself from it because he doesn't want it to damage his brand. <laughs> you know. So Yeah. But you know. but also and and Okay.
4: I was in a relationship that well, I wouldn't say it quite crossed the line into abusive. Um, it was one of those I mean, not even that. Um but it 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 was one of those things where the you know, we were we were a different couple in front of people than we were when we were alone kind of situations.
5: Mhm.
4: Um and so it's possible
2: that Wheaton didn't know.
5: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's that's a good point.
2: Yeah, well, and I'm just assuming that they 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 were probably a lot closer when they were in college than they have been in the last few years because I don't know how close they live to one another and and that kind of thing. I know Will's been on the Nerdist about 10 times. Um but, you know, with living far enough away that you have to take a airplane to get to someone, you, you it would be easy for you not to really know that person inside and out the way that you did when you were younger. And this, this relationship has been fairly recent. You know, he, he he's married now, but this is the person that he dated before the person he's married to now. So it's been in the last, you know, six, seven years probably. that that this all allegedly took place so Mm -hmm. and these these accusations and I'm not just talking about this situation I'm talking about all these situations that come forward where someone says this person did this to me and this person did this to me all of it needs to be taken very seriously they need to be investigated but at the same time we're not the investigators <laughs> you know we yeah. can't convict somebody just based off of things that an, an article says online they did that with communism in the 50s and it didn't work out you know a lot of people had had done nothing wrong and they never worked again so while what i'm saying yeah
5: but i mean i'm sorry go no, ahead no 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 go ahead when when you know that when you know that the court system and the justice system is not going to take any action, then like the court of public opinion is all that you have. And I mean, just think of all of these women that we've never seen their acting or their producing or their directing because they were blacklisted or, you know, they were so traumatized by whatever happened. They just left Hollywood and said, screw it. I'm not ever coming back, you know? Yeah. So and and the yeah
2: the uh oh, sorry I lost what I was going to say um and there is something to be said for that too because like like oh oh, oh uh, yeah. you know um uh, confessions confessions are I don't know Kevin Spacey you know he he didn't did he actually confess to what Anthony uh no he
4: what he said was he didn't remember the incident but it 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 would have been a really
2: shitty thing to do and he's sorry yeah and And p.s he's gay (laughs) yeah
5: like yeah oh yeah what the hell was that
2: and see and 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 i and i said at the time you know and it may have been because it was it was a kid that was involved and that really that really sets off a, a, a lot of uh flags with me when it when when kids are involved and I say, and I said, I'll never watch anything Kevin Spacey was in ever again, you know. And I'm, I'll probably get uh-huh. to that point with Chris uh-huh. Hardwick because Chris Hardwick, to tell you the truth, I mean, I I like him and everything, but he gets on my nerves sometimes too. I know. <laughs> sometimes he he he's the kind of guy that when he uh, when he's interviewing people on The Walking Dead and stuff like that, he can get really annoying. <laughs> so I haven't been watching him a whole lot. And uh, but yeah, when I heard this news, I was just like wow you know I, I didn't I didn't see that coming uh-huh, uh-huh. but go ahead the the thing i was gonna
4: I was gonna say earlier that i when i my brain fell apart um he has he did it took him a day to finally release a statement and the only thing he said he said you know this blindsided me i you know I, I, none of this is true, but the only allegation he specifically uh addressed was because she said he raped her he said he he sexually assaulted her Mm -hmm. and he he that's the only thing she said that he mentioned by you know specifically and um again i don't i don't have um let me see if i can find and i'm not gonna look it up um what exactly he said but you know it was it was kind of like Wow! This came out of nowhere. I, you know, I this this never happened, um, and I never sexually assaulted her, which was the only thing in her in her essay article, whatever you want to call it, that was legally actionable. And yeah. the thing had lawyer, it had the stink of uh, lawyers all over it.
1: Oh yeah. I see. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And to tell you the truth, for me, the the fact that he would blacklist somebody just because they broke up with him or whatever. Even if he, even if all the stuff that she said wasn't true, if he didn't assault her and he wasn't abusive to her or whatever, if he did blacklist her just because she broke up with him or something like that, then he's, she cheated on him. He's a terrible person. Yeah. Well, even, even that, that's not enough to ruin somebody's life, you know, to ruin their, their, their career and everything else. But uh, shouldn't be. Yeah,
5: Yeah, and he brought that up in his statement too. Like, I never did this, and this, you know, we had this. P.S. She cheated on me. Like, that's not the time to bring that up, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a that's not a good look.
2: Yeah, it sounds it sounds very uh, fishy to me as far (laughs) from from his perspective. I I would not be surprised after hearing all this stuff to find out that it's true. I just. I don't know. It's, it, it, there's just something about someone being able to come out and just say, hey, this happened and that's just it. You know, we just we just put the gavel down all at one time. If that makes any sense. And the, the, the worst part about this, and I I
4: really hope that I'm taking a bullet for the team here and that none of you actually read any of the comments on any of this stuff. Because... I saw so much of. Oh, she stayed with him for three years. Must not have been that bad. Why didn't she just walk out? Why is she doing? You know, and of course, it's all dudes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um. And. Ugh, I, I I'm. We don't there's
5: use bad words so on this show. There's <laughs> so much about abusive relationship dynamics. Yeah, there's just so
2: much. Yeah, you always like, hear that when when so- when someone's being abused in a relationship that they stay for five, ten, fifteen years or whatever. Because a lot of times, you know, I mean, yeah, she's probably, she she's not, financially it probably wasn't a big deal, but for some reason she felt like she couldn't leave, you know. Uh, for a lot of people in, in other parts of society, you know, it might be a financial thing, it might be, there might be kids involved or something like that, that people don't want to just end, end things and just leave. And people just don't seem to understand that. They think that they've got it figured out, and I, you know.
4: Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. I if if we okay, can we move on to something else? Because if we keep going, I'm I'm you're going to have to do a lot of editing. Yeah. <laughs> but- I
5: was just like I was trying to censor myself and not saying like the f word. Well, <laughs> well, let me, well,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if you if you have to if you have to let it fly, let it fly. I'll, <laughs> I'll edit it on later but i do want to read a couple of because i did put on the facebook page right before we started that we were going to be talking about some of this stuff oh yeah so i want to read a couple of comments um brandon ushio from the fandom podcast he's been on this show before he said the chris hardwick one is a tricky subject i have liked a few things that he has done but overall i'm not a huge fan of hers of his excuse me uh what i get the impression of is that he was hurting her in ways that he He did not know or realize, but we're still wrong. Ignorance isn't an excuse, but it is much better than malice. He is defending himself in the media right now, which is his right, but it isn't without consequence. Brands do not want to be associated with someone who is in the middle of a reputation battle. If he had found a way to apologize and show that he had grown past that point in his life, I don't think he would have lost his clients. We need to allow humans to learn and to grow with mistakes they made almost 10 years ago. I know I'm not the same person and the behavior exhibited now is also an indicator of the po- of that possible level of growth. Um, and then um, Troy Wood commented and said, um, he's from the World War G podcast. For me personally, I'm waiting for more on the Chris Hardwick stuff. Whether that's more people coming forward or releasing the proof she says she has, I think it's wrong to condemn a man and effectively end his career and his reputation on one post from an ex. I still believe in in innocent until proven guilty. If he's guilty and proven to be, I'll be the first one to say F him, but until then, I'll just wait.
4: Can I... I I was going to say something about uh, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That
2: stuff... <laughs> <laughs> only applies in a court of law. Yeah. And this isn't gonna be a, um, a, a legal matter, most likely.
4: No. And 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 I'm not I'm not trying I'm not uh uh trying to negate what Troy said, because I, I dig where he's coming from on that, but I see this a lot in instances like this where people start screaming, whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty. And you know, we saw it with Cosby, we saw it with, with um Louis C. K. And, you know, at, at any point, any of these guys, maybe not Weinstein so much, but, uh, you know, whenever these guys get taken down, some dude somewhere is going to bring up the innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. um, or freedom of speech or some shit like that. The, the, I mean, freedom of speech isn't this? something you know, sometimes like when it's a football player or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and what people don't understand. And, and again, Troy, I'm not saying that you're coming at it from this, that, that you just reminded me that I wanted to bring this up. Um you know, the whole innocent until proven guilty. Troy said, I believe that someone is in it, and that's cool. He, he's not saying, you know, using it as a big thing. It's it's his own personal uh, uh, morality, and that's cool. Um, but when you're talking about the court of public opinion, which a lot of people love to throw that term around, too, um, we're talking about brands, like you said. Uh, we're talking about public perception. We're talking about the reason companies have social media clauses in their contracts now is because you know, if a high profile employee of a company, which is what any football player is beats up his wife in an elevator in front of a security camera um whether or not she presses charges that colors the opinion of the people look that will spend shit loads of money sorry, um <laughs> On that particular brand that he is a part of. And these companies absolutely have a right to protect their brands. So while, you know, on the one hand, when when you, you know, when I heard this story, it was like everyone in the world has cut off Chris Hardwick from this one article. My first thought was, wow, that's a bit extreme. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, you know, this is this is a good thing because it sure as hell doesn't sound like he's totally innocent in this. Um, otherwise, you know, cause you know, when, when the, when the George Takei thing happened, tons of people were like, no, he doesn't do that. And, you know, and we, we had this history of, of Takei being exactly the opposite of what he was being accused of. Um, you've got a lot of people either saying nothing or saying very little. Mm. Um, and so. You know, it it makes perfect sense that these companies are going to say, hey, you may have done it, you may not have done it, but we don't want your stink on us now. Yeah. You know, whether you did it or not, you're tainted and that taint can can equal money. And so, you know, it's not a matter you know, he will not go to jail for this. I guarantee you, you know, unless she's got some solid proof of a rape, he's not going to jail. But he's going to have a hard time finding work for a while. And, you know?
2: Yeah. And yeah. I want to say... You got it. Yeah. I want to say, first of all, I, I got to lift the audio from where you said that tank can equal money. I've got to use that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all...
5: Oh, my God. Best out of context quote ever.
2: <laughs> I, I don't want it to sound like I'm defending him because I'm not. I think that he... If he did this, he definitely needs to uh suffer for it. I just people in Hollywood live on a different planet than we do and I don't want to see us get to the point where someone in Hollywood can use this to uh to punish people, you know. Well, all I have to do is say that you did this to me and your career is over. Is that making any sense? Mhm. Okay.
5: Well, I also wanted to say something about, um, was it Brandon's comment, where he was talking about, like, growth and stuff, which I totally agree with. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, the door just opened.
4: Um Damn poltergeist.
5: <laughs> so, like, if somebody, you know, messes up in their early life and, you know when they're approached about it later and, you know, like, okay, that was, I did that. It was a different time in my life. I've learned from my mistakes and, and et cetera, et cetera. That's totally different than what Chris Hardwick has done, which is just like, yeah, it didn't happen. And she, cheated on me. So I, I like, I genuinely, for me personally, when I'm like, okay, am I going to watch this or am I going to not watch this is like, okay, is this person shown a genuine good faith effort to like be a better person? Or are they just, saying what needs to be said so they can get on with their crappy behavior anyway. You know what I mean?
2: Okay. We'll talk about something else. Uh, uh, sorry. Oh. So John, so are going to say something? <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I should. <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Um, probably should have been participating in the conversation up more until now but I really just I hate this whole thing honestly because it touches on a lot of issues that I have in general and I guess personally because like a big thing for me is um, when somebody is saying something and nobody believes them like I can't remember what Show what podcast I was listening to, but they were like, "What what things in movies or shows? If some if it happens, it just turns you off. Like 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 Rick, you with the drooling. Yeah. Like there's like a, there's just a something certain things, or seeing kids in trouble is something for a lot of people. For me, um, it's like like one of my biggest nightmares. Like if I'm saying something that is true and nobody believes me, mm. so. You know, it's 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 ringing that bell for me, just in, as, as all of these um, situations do. Um, on the other end of the spectrum is I don't really participate, and I know it sounds odd for a, a, a fan-based podcaster, but I don't really participate in speculation or rumor because it's just not me about, uh, you know, well, this is coming out or so-and-so heard about this and -and so-and-so thinks this or this photo leaked from the set and it might be in this. And if you play back, you know, every podcast I've ever been on, (laughs) my response is usually something like, eh, we'll see. You know, could be, don't know. I'm not there. We'll find out when it comes out. So big movements or predictions based on little information also against kind of the core of me. Um, as far as Chris Hardwick, specifically, um, I would say I'm a fan of his. I watched walking dead, uh, or talking dead. Like I listen to the Nerdist. Um, like I, I generally, I would say that I like him. I don't, But I want I feel like I should say that whether or not I am a fan of his means nothing. Like how much I like him personally, I think I guess that's kind of a lesson I learned, you know, with Cosby like everybody else. His regardless of how much I appreciate his career or you know if he's a good interviewer or a good comedian or whatever um or if he was a like whatever he did has should have and i believe has no bearing on how lenient or uh stern or strict um my view of um him being accused of uh, something like this should be. It just, it, like, it it's literally doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's apples and oranges. Um, I guess where I fall, you know, it's, th- th- these things are true. It is true that it really only takes a single accusation to begin the snowball. That is true. It is true that – oh, and and I'm also totally going to co-sign with you, Rick, as far as the companies make business decisions. And not that morality doesn't play into it, but ultimately the companies make business decisions. And the court of public opinion, the actual legal judicial court, and whether or not you lose endorsements are three separate things, too. They may all – obviously affect each other um, but no I don't think there's going to be any criminal charges filed I don't think he's doing any time if he did it uh, him losing endorsements you know sucks for him but yes that is the, <laughs> that is the cost of, this, of, of an accusation again whether or not he did it um, and court of public opinion it is what it is I kind of choose not to participate in that you know I, I remove myself from that equation, given the fact that I don't know. Um, you know I'm not going to I'm not going to you know light a torch and join the mob, nor am I going to stand in front of the mob because I don't know <laughs> I don't know I just I don't know. this is not a at least not yet at this point. it's not a Bill Cosby Harvey Weinstein situation. Where there's, you know, thirty women lining up and say, Yep, me too.
2: Yeah, but my wife my wife is very adamant in the other room. (laughs) She says she says that for every one person that does say something, there's probably three or four more that don't. And that's probably true. True. Hold on a second. Again, Mm Okay. Okay. She says that every woman ever born has been sexually harassed at some point. <laughs> that is a we, true we, fact, we right her. there. We heard her. Virginia said, and I, sister. And,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, all these things are true. Yeah. Yes. 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 And that is true. So, I guess as a general rule, and I hate that I even have to have one, um, I. In a he said, she said kind of situation where I I don't know, I would say that I'm probably again, as a rule 65 35 more inclined to believe the accuser than the defender. Uh, Again, based on nothing but (laughs) <laughs> growing up in America Being a black guy growing up in America mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And having Friends who are May or may not be black But are also in America And have, uh, let's just say Suffered, experienced Similar experiences You know On various Planes of the social strata
0: mm-hmm.
3: So you know, I guess it's slightly better than, you know, could be her, could be him, or, or I don't know if better isn't. It's, it is not, it's not fifty fifty. Um, but ultimately, <sighs> I mean, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's it. I've probably been talking for like ten minutes now.
1: So yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just one of my friends that uh, she's the one that does the Magic City Con that organizes it and everything. She posted on the Facebook page that she saw Hardwick in person at um, San Diego Comic Con a few years ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that he, as far as the way he presents and he does his panels with his with the uh, guests and stuff, said that he was so unprofessional that she would never have him host any panels at at her convention. And I was,
5: that's so douchey I was like
2: what, is he, what did he do and, and she was like well when the celebrities that are on a TV show together were palling around he like had to get in the middle of them like he was one of their buddies and stuff like that you know
1: Oh, like they, yeah. they pose for
2: a picture together and he's photobombing them and stuff like that and, yeah. if you want to say anything go ahead
0: you probably don't just want me to just
2: don't cuss <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just feel I just feel like there there are so many women who do not come forward for fear of not being believed that when so many people come out and say we're going to wait for proof because we don't want to falsely believe, we don't want to falsely accuse a man, what about all the women? What about all those women that are not coming forward because mm. they don't want to be they don't want to be discredited. They don't want to be talked about. They don't want to be they don't want to be called liars. They don't want their sexual history brought up. They don't you know, none of that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only 2% of false 2 to 6% false allegations. Yeah. But we're always worried about the man who's falsely accused. Let's worry about mm-hmm. The thousands of women who do not come forward and live with it every day.
3: <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't. It's 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 just not. It's not binary to me. Right. Because I'm, it's not, it's not like I care more about the man than I care about the woman. Right. I, I don't. No. I. I yeah. I, agree. Uh, I. Yes. I agree as well. I. I want everyone who feels they have something to say to stand right. up and say it. I have no problem with any of that. Um, but again, like, you know, like I said before, like one of my triggers is if I'm the only one saying something different and nobody believes me, even though it's true. Right. So I can't help, I can't help but put myself on the other side too. Uh,
0: I mean, I I understand that if you're you're one of the two out of a hundred that does have false allegations against them, then I mean that, that is just as bad for you.
3: I mean, but but yeah, I mean,
0: it's right. I get it both ways. I do I just I worry about all of the young girls that are getting that message.
4: Well that, that's why I, I don't know if yeah. you, you didn't hear what we were saying earlier, Sherry, I don't I, right. I don't imagine. Um, you know this is very much a he said she said, but the fact that people that know Hardwick are being very right. quiet is very is you know and and the, the reactions by by the people he works for, are way more extreme than you would imagine if it was a completely
3: unfounded accusation. Exactly. Yeah, but none of that is yes, but none of that.
0: And I, just is me proof. going and I'm, not, back, and I'm not
3: saying that people should wait for proof. Just me
0: going back and listening to some of the things that Chris Hardwick has posted. Publicly?
2: Oh, nobody's nobody nobody thinks that Chris Hardwick isn't a douche. Sometimes. No, I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, some
0: of the things that he posted were borderline publicly. So, to me, if you'll say that in public, what are you doing in private? <laughs> That's just me. But, but like I said, I, I understand where you guys are coming from. I understand where all the guys are coming from. I get that. But I also. You know, as a, as a woman growing up, I remember being... I was just thinking about it a few minutes ago. I remember being 16 years old, working at a grocery store, and having a policeman come in much older than me that was a father of one of uh, my classmates. And he would come in and handcuff me to my register and thought it was real fun. <laughs> you know, just wonderful every week. I never told a soul never once because he was a policeman he was Mm -hmm. a dad this was normal and everybody laughed about it I didn't feel great about it but I didn't tell anybody and that's one of the reasons why and then I never want my 16 year old daughter who comes home by the way with the same kind of horrible stories from her job now to not speak up,
4: I totally agree. I think the <laughs> the the risk of collateral damage is far outweighed by the benefits of women and, and men. men. You know, women aren't the only victims in these situations, um, uh, or of these situations, I should say. Uh, you know, the 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 fact that victims should be believed, or, or at least taken. Taken seriously, right? If not necessarily utterly believed, you know, at the outset, because that, you know, going the other direction, you know, completely the other direction is not necessarily a good thing either. But you know, everyone should be taken seriously, right? And not immediately dismissed just because of their gender,
0: right? And not not totally uh, believed just because of their status or because we like their movies or because we like their podcast. You know, that's all I'm saying is just we have to look at people, not status.
4: Yeah. Well, (laughs) if anything, you know, the the Bill Cosby thing has, you know, is a was a, you know, if it wasn't a wake up call for a lot of people, uh, it should be. Right. Because, you know, Bill Cosby. Yeah,
3: (laughs) exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. And Virginia, I know Sean told me that you were were on here. I mean, you know that what I'm saying is true. There is not a woman around who has not been sexually harassed in some way it's true i, I mean and just it, it, guys think now how horrible it is that people are being accused but I, I just keep remembering how horrible it is that it's been done all these years mm-hmm. and everybody's mm-hmm. okay
3: <laughs> no, uh, i mean nobody's disagreeing
0: right right well yeah that's it
2: <laughs> she, she patted me on my head. Okay. <laughs> I
0: don't know. All
2: right. We'll return after these messages.
1: Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? You like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review Mania. Where Rob and Zach break down every Wrestlemania You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan
2: And what's it gonna do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you?
1: Macho man Randy Savage Oh yeah! Ric Flair Get stealing! Woo! Wheel of dealing! Limousine light! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart The best there is! The best there was! And the best there ever will be! Shawn Michaels Red heart you are a zero, my hero, John Cena. The chair is here! Brock Lesnar, Suplex City Bitch, and so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on cosmicpotato.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening. Right here on CosmicPotato.com. Hey
3: everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yeah, so pay no attention. And we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, We got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang. What do we say after that?
0: (laughs) Dang it. Um,. So, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. everybody, it's your old pal brother John, a.k.a. The Trick Talking Meat, and you're listening to the Cosmic Potato Super Fan Talk
1: Podcast. You're listening to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205 642 Eight three eight zero. Help the show grow by giving us a five star rating on iTunes. Now, just returning from another session of begging Kevin Smith for a retweet. Here's Sean Ray.
2: All right, uh, let's we'll talk. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something a little more upbeat. Um, the Incredibles two came out last week. <laughs>
3: Wow. You have
5: really got to work on your Segway game. Yeah. <laughs> also a true fact. Yeah.
2: <laughs> this, we're going to do a review. We're not going to do a spoiler-filled review, mainly because Virginia hasn't seen the movie yet, and I don't want to ruin it for her. So, and there really isn't anything in the movie that's a major game-changer that we can spoil. I mean, we could tell you what the plot is if we wanted to, but... Um,
4: yeah, you... You 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 know what's happening about ten minutes into the
2: film. Yeah, there's there.
4: Yeah, gotcha. but that's not that's not the point of the Incredibles. You're not going there to try to figure out uh, the the cleverly constructed labyrinthine plot.
3: <laughs> I, I appreciated that actually about it. As, as we were leaving the theater, I said that that was one of the things that I liked was that they didn't stretch out the big mystery. I was like, no, you pretty much figure it out, and they pretty much reveal like, yeah, you were right. You know, not too. A little farther into the movie than I would have liked, but not not, you know, well, the not thing so far annoying.
4: It, it's we forget because we're you know we love these movies too, but these are for kids. My six-year-old was no, I, surprised when when the reveal yes. happened, and she's who they're aiming these things for. There's just enough <laughs> stuff in there to keep us happy too, um, but I'll tell you this: my daughter. Um, we just yesterday got her to a, a, a psychologist who agreed that we should move on to a psychiatrist because she's really ADD. No shock if you know me. <laughs> but, you know, we've been trying to get her evaluated. She's been having trouble at school and stuff like that. And if you watch her watch TV, um, I, someday I'm going to just set up a time-lapse camera of her watching anything because – Uh she's like a ping pong ball in a dryer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
4: you know, she does not sit still. She does not stay on any one piece of furniture for any length of time. Uh, you know, she just bounces all over the place. She, I think she spoke twice during the Incredibles two, which is amazing. <laughs> she, uh, you know, she was totally in, in uh, wrapped by this film. And so was I. I had a yeah, great
2: time. Oh yeah, yeah. It, say, it was it's, it's, it was a fun movie, definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me.
3: Yeah, I don't. Uh, again, like, you know, comparing it to the first one, you know. Oh, who is that? Oh, that's who that is. It, it's you know it's, that yeah. is not the the yeah. who is that. Is not the big mystery. It, that is not the driving force of the movie, and I would say they did it. You know. Again, a little bit longer than they did in the first one. Um, yeah, because it's so.
2: kind of, sort of the same plot. I mean, if you really, if you really I look guess. at it, it's, they, they, know, they kind yeah. of took the plot from the first one, kind of twisted it in a couple of places, and 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 rehashed it, and made it, uh, made it Helen instead of Bob. You know, and uh, okay, I know. Okay, <laughs> I, I saw a headline
4: today. I said, you know why was the Incredibles two so si- no it wasn't.
2: <laughs> why was it so what?
4: It was similar to the Incredibles one. It wasn't. It was very very different.
2: Yeah, I and mean, the, 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 yeah, a lot of parts of the movie, but just that that that, that basic plot I thought was they 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 rehashed the first one, and I understand why because it worked, you know, and they don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: okay,
3: okay, so you had
2: you had you had one of them staying home and
4: watching the kids and the other one going out and be super. Okay, that I'll grant you was similar. But everything else about it was different.
2: You had a corporation hiring one of them to be a superhero and Yeah, but he was she wasn't sneaking around on him and she wasn't Trying to be clandestine or anything like well, that. I, mean, I don't mean that it's like a mirror image. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they just re- rehashed the basic plot, but I mean, and that's fine. I mean, I, that's 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 what Disney sequels do. So, okay, I would. Um. This I, is I, I would be navigate. the episode where Sean says things that make people mad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to navigate the mean here. I'm going to that's a phrase I just made up with, by the way, navigate the mean. That, Basically,
4: that's the title right there. I don't know what it would be about, but I like that title. <laughs> thank you. Uh,
3: I, I would say that you're both kind of right. Uh, but Rick, you're more right. <laughs> um, but but here's, here's, here it is: um, it's not that they rehashed the Incredibles. It is that the same driving force elements, the same not to say the same plot points, but the same uh, themes and subject matter that were prevalent in the Incredibles are also prevalent in this film, which is what you want. Yeah, you know the the, the, the you know the the. What it takes to be a hero, um, uniqueness versus normalcy, family versus career. Uh, I would say those are kind of the uh, disillusionment, dreams deferred, that kind of thing. I would say that those core elements, which are the things that you know, one of the the, the elements that that connect with people from the original film, are also present and Shine Through in Incredibles too, So it feels familiar because it touches all those same, uh, it hits all those same notes. But yeah, the plot is different. The plot is almost completely different. Yeah, there's a bad guy and the good guy stopped them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, somebody has to watch the baby. Yeah, Does but, the bad, bad
5: guy wear like... a cape? You can spoil that for me because uh, I, uh, I know from I
3: No, no, there was a strict no the cape,
5: incredible. Yeah. The no
3: cake strict thing. No cape policies is still in effect. No. Gotcha. Uh, and actually, playing? I would say even, even staying home to watch the family wasn't that wasn't really a plot in the first one. In fact, it wasn't because you followed Mr. Incredible on his adventure and then the family joined his adventure yeah but you know, as far you know you saw Helen vacuuming, but you know that it, it, until they became part of the action plot, it didn't focus on her at all which is which is a big difference from this film, so I would say that it that it is correct that they are the same um in in terms of the i don't know the 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 subtext but not the uber text.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm so touchy about this particular subject, because um, I get really upset when sequels just do the same thing again uh, you know I loved Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2 bored the hell out of me, I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, meh uh, you know, because blues br- I, I didn't even see Blues Brothers 2 and I won't but <laughs> Because every time it seems that they do a comedy, a a, a sequel for a comedy, you get a bunch of guys sitting around a boardroom table going, Well, this joke worked, and this joke worked, and this joke worked. Do it again. Ghostbusters Uh, 2. Oh.
2: All all the Austin (laughs) Powers. Bad
4: words again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, yeah, um, So I was really worried that this, that, This was going to do it. Going to do that. I think the fact that they did wait—not on purpose, but there was 15 years in between, or 12 years, however however long it was—14, 14 14 years in between, might have helped because I think if they had done an Incredibles two, you know, the year after the Incredibles, we might have we might have gotten a rehash. Um, Yeah, I
3: I appreciate that they they took the time, like they they waited. Yeah, (laughs) they waited until they found the right script.
4: And. I'm going to give a very minor spoiler, but I don't think this is so much as a spoiler as a reassurance. The very fact that Edna Mode did not say no capes <laughs> was indicative of the quality of this film because there would have been no reason for her to say that. And if they had shoehorned that in, because that's what everybody says when they mention Edna Mode, it would have I, I, I wouldn't have walked out because I was there with my little girl, but it would have... <laughs> totally ruined the movie for me
3: i will say that this movie it it did a masterful job of striking the right balance like they they i i didn't necessarily feel like they needed edna in a sequel and i was like okay and again i was like you you say the no capes lineup for me the whole character I'm like, I, you know, really? I kinda... oh, wait, wait, Let me finish. Oh, I'm. I'm just
4: saying, I agree with you. I was. I was. Yes. On, I was kind of there too. I was like,
1: why?
3: Like, go ahead. <laughs> why do we need Enda? But no, it was the perfect amount of Enda yeah. mode. It was the perfect amount of Frozone. It was yeah. the perfect amount of Jack Jack. Any one of those things could have easily gone too far or been not enough, and they nailed it. Yeah, Fro- Frozone was great. Helen obviously stole the show. Elastigirl.
4: Oh, I have <laughs> well, such a crush on Elastigirl now. Was,
3: Yeah, I felt kind of bad that I was staring at her ass the whole time. <laughs> kind of. I'm like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, she, <laughs> she's a middle-aged woman. I feel okay about it. Animated, meh. Yes, but... See what I did there? Anyway. Uh, yeah, like... It, it, it could have easily gone... Uh, schlocky with Edna. Um, they, they, they brought in, there was like a lot of new characters, but it's not like, you know, everybody had a 15 minute backstory. Like this is so-and-so they do this. Okay. So-and-so and do this. Okay. And there was enough of a reason to be there so that it wasn't weird, so that it wasn't jarring. They had enough personality, they had the amount of personality they need. Yeah, again, everything was as much as needed and not too much, which is um, a difficult proposition, but they, they, they did it really well.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: That said, it was not... I thought it was a great film, but as we know, I consider The Incredibles a perfect film. So, <laughs> so no, I wouldn't say that it was as good as the first one. You are so wrong on that. <laughs> oh, dude. All right, we'll discuss that later. We'll, well discuss it's, that it's, We've
4: all seen it. It's like saying, (laughs) "Yeah, no, I don't have to go into any detail." I can, I can. It's like X Men and X Men Two. How? How was X Men? Okay, X X Men was a really good movie, but it was, you know, it was all set up. It was all establishing, and then X Two was brilliant because they could just get right into the story. This was like, this was that. This was we know these characters. We don't have to get to know them anymore. Now we can just do a story with them.
2: Yeah, but the, the only thing that I didn't not... like, and I really, really enjoyed this movie, but I wanted the Incredibles. I wanted, because they set up all the way at the end of the last one that they were a team. I wanted them to be a team for this whole movie. and they That they might sent, be a bit of a spoiler. They sent, that might be, you might be getting in
3: spoiler territory.
2: No, I mean, because I've already said that one of them stayed home with the kids. So, so one of them's at home with the kids through most of the movie. And I, I just I wanted the whole movie to be, The Incredibles, you know, and and they didn't do that, which it like I said, it's yeah. still it's still a good movie, and maybe they'll do that with Incredibles three when it comes out in twenty thirty two. But <laughs>
4: <laughs> now I will say the the one problem I did have with the movie I can't discuss without spoiling, so we'll have to save that for later. Okay. Um, but there is there is a warning that um, you know I don't know when this is going to come out, but uh, Saturday. If, if, Oh, OK, cool. Uh, if you are and this oh, wow. didn't even this didn't even occur to me when I was seeing it. And I'm the guy at work. You know, folks, if you don't know, I'm pretty sure I've said I I, I am a theater person. I produ- I make plays. Uh, I, I'm the technical person. And it is a long standing, just a given. If you're doing a show that involves a strobe light, you put a warning in the lobby. Strobe I, lights
3: in this show. Yeah, I said that as soon as we left the theater. I was like, I was surprised that there wasn't a warning. They did because. quickly
2: release some stuff, like the, the night that the movie came out, a bunch of stuff came out online. Hey, but, but, but people had there already seen big it. big
4: signs in the theaters. Yeah. And I, I did, because there are some very significant uh, stro, effects. strobing effects in this movie. Yeah. And if you are, like, epileptic, who is triggered by, you know, and your seizures are triggered by, by flickering lights, like, I know a guy who he couldn't get a driver's license because driving through, like, sunlight through leaves would would set him off um so if you know if that if if you are epileptic and you are prone to seizures based on on flickering lights don't go to this movie Uh, and they really need to to be more obvious about that
3: uh, apparently
4: i think like one theater uh, somebody was talking about this on facebook they just put like a paper on the at the on the box office but how often do you buy tickets at the box office anymore yeah
2: yeah and when i saw that when i saw that scene and all those lights were flickering at me i was like i wonder what disney disney is telling me subliminally right now (laughs) (laughs) go to disney world spend money (laughs) (laughs) all right i've got i mean i've got several other things to talk about but i think we'll uh we'll save all of that stuff for another episode because we've been going on for about an hour now so um Guys, if you want to tell us anything about the Chris Hardwick stuff or about The Incredibles 2, tell us how wrong we were or how right we were or whatever. You know, you can find us on uh, Facebook. Just search for uh, Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. Uh, You can email us at mail at cosmicpotato.com. You can send us a a voicemail or a text message to erico205-642-8380. Uh, make sure you go to iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. Let us know what you think of the show. And um, don't forget that we have other shows on the network. You can go to CosmicPotato.com. You'll find episodes of Captain Game Show, World War G, Review of Mania, The Prime Direction. And uh, Virginia, thank you very much for being here tonight.
5: Thank you for having me.
2: And Rick, thank you for being here as well. Why? Thank you, sir. And John, as always. Yeah, man. And thank you all for listening. Be sure to join us next week. Same potato time, same potato channel. When you might hear John say,
3: "Oh, is the? Is, are you going to be saying that every time?" No. <laughs> Good. All right, so, um, all
5: right,
3: so don't laugh. But I actually wrote some uh, fanfic. Okay. Uh, it's about, it's about like how one of the uh, descendants of the Fifty Shades of Grey couple is actually the person. Who first establishes the rice colony in Star Trek? Oh my God! And I call it um, Earl Grey's hot. <laughs> Go to your room, young
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
2: Okay.
5: So how's the paw paw business?
2: Uh, they were over here last night, and. Uh, they won't let me see the baby as much as I want to see the baby. <laughs>
5: that is so surprising. Yeah, we How much do you want to see the
2: baby? Like every day. But uh, okay. <laughs> um, um, my wife was, you know, last week, Father's Day weekend, I had to work the whole weekend. I had to work both jobs. And so Friday, she was, um, well, actually Thursday, she said, I'm going to take you out tomorrow for Father's Day since you got to work. I said, okay, and she said, we're going to go see the Incredibles, and we're going to go out to eat. I said, okay, cool, but when are we going to see the baby? <laughs> 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 and I was like, I'm not going to get to go over there the whole weekend, you know. And then we went to see the Incredibles, and they were sold out, and we couldn't go. We had to. We ended up going to see, uh, I had to wait and see it Monday, but we went and saw Tag instead. Which is very funny, and John Anderson is in it. <laughs> Who's that? John Anderson is the guy that we interviewed here on the podcast a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, oh, right. He, okay. uh, he,
2: was, he was in one scene, and when I saw him, I pulled my phone out and texted him and said, I just saw you in tag. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, me too. It was cool. <laughs>